All of creation spawned into existence. Permission wasn't needed, nah, just the commitment. Of a creator and an artist with the power never seen and one with no contingency whose very nature is to be. Arguments aside, he created his masterpiece, a being who shared his nature and grace, who saw him face to face in easy fellowship, free will to choose to love as they were loved into existence. So short-lived it seemed, man fell into a spell of sin, sabotaging the connection with him, their kin no longer desiring what the Creator was by nature, goodness itself. So a plan was set to play by the playwright of all we see, to re-establish the relationship of all the goodness that makes us all we were meant to be, with the Godhead one in three. And while wars were waged and the chosen race were waiting for the lion of the tribe to come colliding with the power-hungry side, something happened that was stranger. A babe in swaddling clothes rested his head upon a manger. Helpless and tender, his mother Mary heard the news from an angel. Full of grace, he said to her, you have been chosen for a purpose that is wildly greater than you could ever imagine. All he wants is your blessing, for he gifted you with choice. Be it done to me according to thy word, she said, as she modeled for us the clarity and intention of a perfect disciple's voice. Jesus when he started his ministry, turned the world upside down from what they knew to be true. For as he spoke to the masses saying, the scriptures say this, but I tell you, you have it greater than the temple here. And are you still in disbelief? What if you were to see the Son of Man ascend? Would that be enough to satisfy your need? What will it take for the creation to fully pursue with a reckless abandon the Creator of all and their eternal calling? Jesus proclaimed to the thousands to be fully alive. You have to give up the things you are pursuing. The miraculous miracles Christ performed all served a purpose to show His divinity, but it still required more as He was the humble recipient of a litany of prophecies. This ain't just a philosophy or a theology, but reality confirms that with the clarity of God He called out His divinity. Empirically, of course, but also allegorically, He literally showed His quality through a very Jewish lens with a very Jewish key. He was not what the Jews thought. In fact, He was none of the above. They were waiting for a king that could fight their kings with swords, and he came with weapons of love. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the meek, the pure in heart, the merciful, the righteously persecuted, for their reward in heaven is greater than anything this world could give. For great is our offense to our Creator when we sin, as it cuts off our true ability to live, the very life that we were made for. We stomp on it, like a kid, and Jesus came to take on that bid, and he did. He bore it all. For while he was in the form of God, he didn't see equality a thing to be grasped, but rather emptied himself, taking on the life of a servant, all the way to death. Yes, even death on a cross. The thorns on his head cutting into his skull. Nothing dull about the flogging he endured as they were mocking. This is all? This is it? This is all you have, you son of man? The king of the Jews has delivered his final hand? They spit on his face and ripped his garments off so they could cast lots to make some extra coin on the cloths mocking him all the way up the hill as he carried his heavy cross. Then, without a chance, they bound and nailed his naked feet and hands to the tree and lifted him high into the sky with two thieves, one on each side, and a sign atop his head that listed, I and I ride, the king of the Jews, Pilate and prophesied, in a mocking tone intended to defrock him of all his pride. A sacrifice? Nah, this was seen as homicide. The most excruciating form of death was where the crucifixion lie. With calculated timing, he was denying food and drink, his mother watching all the horde disciples at his feet, and the Pharisees still questioning if he would save himself. The Son of God, if it were true, would surely show that feat. Then with little breath, I thirst, pour from his lips. A hyssop branch with sour wine was lifted for a sip, and he drank a drip. And then with final breath, it is finished. But what was finished? 
How would a Jew have seen the sacrifice that we have come to know throughout the centuries? The execution took place outside the temple walls and it didn't have an altar or a Levitical priest. Or so it seemed. How can a death like his be turned into a sacrifice? Unless the Christ first offered up with total commitment his life. So we rewind to the night before the upper room where we find the kind of clues he whispered through his mission and commissioned something for his men to do. He poured his very life out for his friends. In establishing the new Passover, he wanted them to celebrate, not just commemorate. This is my body. This is my blood. This is the new covenant I make. Long as you celebrate this meal, you proclaim the death I take. And in communion with our God, my very life is yours to claim. But the story goes on. Christ didn't stop there. They pierced his side. The blood and water flowed forth. They buried his lifeless corpse in the tomb. Still nervous at what Jesus claimed he would do. Guard shifts change and they exchange worries on what to expect, but never did they guess what Christ had in store for them next. When the woman came to dress his body, they found an empty tomb and were consumed with fear and joy as they followed the clues. His body wasn't there. They split to give that gift of news to the disciples that were waiting, not knowing what to do. And they kaboom! Jesus came into the room, showing his hands and feet that it was truly him. And he commissioned them to build up his crew. Death. The last great fear in life has now been conquered by the one who gave life. And now he sits in a throne on high so that now his eternal sacrifice is not bound by space and time. Through Christ, all is complete. The only question still lies, will we stay in our defeat or rise to victory? What will you believe? The facts, yo, they don't leave. Jesus was crucified but paved the way to give us his life. But it all starts with faith. So do you believe he was divine and the Lord of all your mind? This submission requires a change of life. The choice is up to you. It always has been, dude. But trust, you can win. Because of Christ, there ain't nothing you can't do. Take on the world.